Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and today we have all the fellas from Free Basketball with us. We have Ryan finally sitting down to record an episode with us. What's up, Ryan? Uh, finally, basketball season's about over, about to start tournament. It's been a big year for our team, so uh, finally got a little free time to do both instead of just free basketball, so it's nice to be here again. Yeah, we pretty much have put in a lot of interviews, which I don't think people are upset about, but this gives us a chance to really do a lot of uh, Grizzlies talk and actually break down the team. We're coming up on some important times, and because it's important, we had to bring in Mr. Important, and that is Cody Holsey. What's up, Cody? Not a whole lot. Just, you know, doing important stuff, being important. A lot of important (laughs) stuff going on. Always. Always important stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get into this. This is our trade deadline special, and it's going to be very simple. There's a lot that are going into the Grizzlies around the trade deadline, whether they should consolidate, whether they should actually kind of keep the team as is. I'm going to ask the, the opinions on the guys after we go through 10 different trades, and I've scoured entire Grizz Twitter, all of any trade I could find, and I came up with 10. These are the 10 that I've seen the most, and so I'm going to present these to the guys. We're not going to break these down in depth. I'm just going to ask them, if you're the GM of the team, does it work for both teams? Would you do these? And so with that being said, I'm going to let Ryan lead us off every time so we stay on the same rotation because, one, Cody falls asleep. Two, (laughs) I keep it the same. And it makes my life a lot easier than having to figure out who I went first last time. So, all right. So we're going to start off with DeMontis Sabonis Mm. coming over from the Pacers and Mm. getting back is Adams, Zaire Williams, and three first-round picks. And you can call this the Bill Simmons special. What do you think? I wouldn't do it if I'm the Grizzlies. Okay. Uh, Because I think Steven Adams is very important to what they do. And now I've got a post player who won't pass the ball and needs to have the ball to score and is has had complaints from his current head coach, Rick Carlisle, that he's a little too slow with the ball. Um, I don't want him stopping the offense. So I'd rather just keep Adams and Zaire Williams, especially with the way Zaire has been playing lately. Um, and I get it. Z- Sabonis is better player than both of those, but for this team where they're at right now, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Cody, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I also really like Steven Adams. Um, he once picked up a grown man <laughs> uh, and carried him across the court. And I think that's the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to a human being in a basketball game that's been publicly televised. And then uh, Daniel carried him all the way back to Chicago <laughs> for uh, a viral tweet. That was awesome. Yep, it's great. All right, so, so we're both we're both out on this trade. 
Correct. Yes. All right. So, so this one doesn't work. All right. So <laughs> give uh, me the other nine involving the bonus. You suck. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this one is Ben Simmons. It is for Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, DeAnthe Melton, and all, sorry, and just two first-round picks and a second-round pick in 2024. So two first-round picks and one second-round pick. I can't do this one either because I have no idea what Ben Simmons I'm getting. I mean, I'm interested because it is Ben Simmons, all-star, and really good defensive player, but... Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Anthony Melton. I mean, that's three of my top eight guys for one guy who I don't even know wants to play basketball anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have to pass right now. And that that's that's the problem with this is the Grizzlies are playing so well is that you're really going to have to entice me with something juicy to potentially break up this, like what they have going. You know, yeah. like it just has to be a seamless fit right mix of players but for this mix if this was a team that was 500 or below then i'd probably roll the dice but where we're at right now i would say no okay cody i also agree with ryan i don't really know like what you get back with uh ben simmons um like is he gonna start playing like i don't know i just don't know about ben simmons i'm not sure i'm kind of iffy Water's a little murky there. So I would just say, you know, <laughs> hold on to your stuff. See what happens. The Grizzlies are playing really well right now. So, like, not that Ben Simmons is, like, necessarily, like, a bad locker room presence, but it's not like not like he's getting along with everybody in Philadelphia. So, like, maybe you trade away a bunch of guys for a guy that might not even want to play for you and might not, like, you know, because doesn't he have certain places he wants to go? Yeah, well, who knows, honestly. Um, Do the the Grizzlies even have anybody represented by Clutch on a team? No, no. Next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's two. We're over two. All right, we're going back to Sabonis, and this is the last Sabonis one, I do believe. I'm looking through them just to double check. Yes, it's the last Sabonis, so you'll not get too annoyed. But this one does not include Steven Adams. This has Sabonis for Kyle Anderson. Jared Culver, Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman, and one first-round pick. This is one that doesn't make sense for the Pacers. Right. Because if I'm the Grizzlies, I would do this. (laughs) And I I know it doesn't make sense with Steven Adams, and you're you're probably not going to pair Sabonis and Adams together in a starting lineup, but – for the players and the pick that you're giving out for a player like Sabonis, I think I'll try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so I would actually do this trade if it was like this, but I don't see why the Pacers would say yes to this. Yep. Cody? Yeah, I would do it. Like Unless you just, up. like, if the Pacers love Zaire Williams, which yeah. he has shown maybe. a good bit, what I more than what I thought he would have. But maybe you're the Grizzlies and maybe you love Zion Williams because you picked him in the first place. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that because the only thing that you can do is you obviously keep Steven Adams on your team. He has to then move to the bench because you're not trading this many people for a guy in Sabonis and not starting him. Well, yeah, you start- have guys to sit on the chairs too because you like cleared it out. Yeah, so – they're very deep. I'm not worried about giving up too many people for one player, 
because I think they have so much depth that they can actually make that up, whether it's this year or next year. So, uh, all right, we're going to go over three. All right. This one, uh, <laughs> It's been hot lately, and this has been Harrison Barnes. And we could make up a bunch of these, but I want to kind of keep it simple. And one of the ones I saw as of recent, but this is a tough one for me, but it's Harrison Barnes for Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, Jarrett Culver, and one first-round pick. You can say it's the Utah pick, but whatever first-round pick you want to give, they're pretty much all the same. I, I've seen this one before this, and I don't understand it because – three players and a first round pick for Harrison Barnes. Like, yeah. What Right. <laughs> planet am I on to think Harrison Barnes is worth two of those players? Um, especially heavy rotation players like Kyle Anderson, D'Anthony Melton. Um, so I, I don't like it yeah. and I don't really understand. And I haven't seen a reason why Grizzlies fans want this one so much. Like, you know Harrison Barnes, right? The guy that the Warriors could not get off their roster soon enough. Exactly. Um, now, th- did win course, a title. Did win a title, uh, but he played he, with now, Steph Curry. Come on. Now they replaced him with like Andrew Durant. Wiggins, and I get it. They've moved him because of Kevin Durant. I get it. Uh, but it's Harrison Barnes. He's not exactly propping up the Kings at all. And I want to bring him in because he's going to be some starting small forward. This is kind of the problem I have. Like, why are the Grizz, why are Grizzlies fans still searching for that elusive small forward that they seem to have been looking for since 2007? Like, why? <laughs> like, why does everyone want in this in this city? Why is everyone obsessed with a prototypical quote unquote small forward? Right? Like, <laughs> quit doing it. And this is what it feels like. Oh, we need Harrison Barnes. He's a small forward wing. Like. We don't okay. need him. Like, what kind of I voice just, is that? I just don't want it. That, that was my Memphis voice. That's what I. That's how I speak when I go down or back back home, uh, <laughs> where I used to live. All right, let's go, Cody. What do you say? Uh no. Oh, I actually kind of thought you'd say yes. I thought you might say. Uh, yes. I don't like Harrison Barnes that much. There's another guy on the Kings that I like a trade for, but I, don't, I think oh. that later. Oh. Mm, getting a little uh interesting here all right so we might have a buddy hilled on here later these two are we're going to run these back to back and kind of pair them together and the reason is is because it's Jarrett culver for two second round picks the grizzlies aren't getting a player back <laughs> which is fine but they're getting two second round picks for Jarrett culver which has been somewhat the market uh they could you could obviously throw in is it player is it well, the market for Jared Culver? Well, Culver has shown that he can be good, right? He can? Okay. Sorry. And he's on two years with $6 million. So, Grayson Allen can get this much money or bring in this much back, then I think a guy like Jared Culver could potentially do that as well. Wow. Whether you gave one second-round pick and a throwaway player, that's I, I think at the end of the day that's fine too. But I'm just asking the questions. Does it work out? in the situation where the Celtics, whether they give up one or two first second round picks, one or two second round picks, does it work for the Celtics or the jazz? Uh, <laughs> I mean, technically it works. I just, I don't understand why the Celtics would, do they need more water boys? Um, I don't, <laughs> you don't understand think he can play any minutes for them. No, role. he's not playing any minutes for the Celtics. He's not playing any minutes for the jazz. Wow. Uh, so these are trades that you saw off Grish Twitter, right? Like yeah. these are suggested. Okay. Cause 
Like the origin of these don't make sense. Like Grayson Allen actually contributed and played. Jared Culver's not actually playing. So to fetch two seconds for him, I don't get why a team would do it. I heard it was two. I heard it was two top shots. Two top shots. (laughs) John Morant rookie. Uh, I would do that deal. I would do that deal. Uh, 100%. Um, Or or for a Funko Pop. Get your get your dapper. Dapper Labs account set up so we can get that. I mean, if you're the Grizzlies, you can get two seconds on Jarrett Culver. Absolutely. But I don't understand it for why either team would give up two seconds for Jarrett Culver. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Uh, Cody, same thoughts. Yeah, I just was going to ask what – I mean, my question for you was just going to be what holes does Jarrett Culver fill for the Celtics or for, or for the Jazz that they would be, like, trying to get him at the deadline for well, as some people have said, uh, you can almost buy a second-round pick if you really want it. Now, I don't know if that's as true these days as they were maybe, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh, but that was kind of the understanding of you could buy a second-round pick if you really want one. So getting a player with, with potential upside, he was like a top lots? draft. Huh? Like you can just buy a second-round pick at Big Lots? Yeah, like you can go to the Big Lots second-round pick store. It's it's. Nice. I don't know where it is. It's like, um, I don't know. It, it's overseas. So it's like foreign trade policy. It's weird. But um, change rates. Yeah. The, the original Bitcoin. <laughs> NBA coin. But we, uh, but I, I do believe that Jarrett Culver has potential. He's shown it when he's played for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are just super deep. If you were a maybe a young team, I think that's a better fit but I don't know why they want to give up so many seconds or what, if I was a young team, if I was the Pistons, a team like that, I'm fine giving up a second round pick to get back Jarrett Culver because he has the rest of this year and next year and next year under contract to where you could see, is he any good? It's really just a pretty much a a trial period. Do you suck? No. Okay, cool. We'll keep you. We'll maybe throw a, you know, a little contract your way or an extension your way. That's it. So I could see that would be in somebody like a Detroit or even Orlando who maybe maybe they need some length, somebody who can do, do a little bit of defending, whatever. But anyway, we're going to move on. Yeah. So I, we're, if you don't mind me, the only move I think that you could do for Jarrett Culver is I think what you said is it's on a bad team that may have an expiring vet. Uh, it makes sense for both sides. You get a younger player as a former top 10 pick, <clears throat> top six pick, I believe um and Jarrett Culver and the Grizzlies get an expiring contract maybe on an older vet like a backup big I don't know if this guy's on expiring but someone like Robin Lopez like he doesn't make sense for the team but he's a backup for in case you have an injury and he has to play like that to me makes sense if anyone's gonna go for Culver at all because I don't think anyone's gonna be willingly like shelling out something for Culver I think it could be a bad team that just doesn't care that the Grizzlies are like, give us this expiring, even though it's a small contract, give us this expiring contract to open up a potential roster spot for next year. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep it moving. Uh, we had, like I said, we had 10, so we'll just keep going down the line. Uh, let's go to a buddy healed trade now, buddy healed. And then you get back, you have to give up Kyle Anderson, Jared Culver and John Conchar and a first round pick 
for this year. Anderson, Culver, Conchar, first round pick. So then, so you have obviously expiring in Anderson. What do you do? I I'm very intrigued by this one. I think if I dropped the first round pick, I would say yes. Um, but it's a lot for Buddy, especially for, out of our rotation. And like I like Kyle Anderson, probably one of the few left. I like Jitty. You know, um, obviously there's a Jitty Hive, but I think I might have to do this one because of the just of the shooting. Yeah. Uh, the Grizzlies are still mediocre if not below average at best at shooting the ball from the field and buddy healed. Look, he runs hot and cold. He's used to coming off the bench in Sacramento doesn't play defense. That's noted, but he's a 40 to 45% eight to 10, three attempts a night. And we love Desmond Bain Um, adding another player. That's not on Bain's level, but similar. I know he's older, makes a lot of sense to me um so i i actually would do this one i'm actually intrigued by this one yeah cody there's a lot <laughs> i'm also aligned with ryan on this one i would do this one for buddy heel wow well see i didn't i didn't think that i just don't know if the kings do it you know no i agree and, and the thing is you know you could be in or out on that depending on if the king side would do it because we don't really know what they're looking for uh, but a player, you know, in Buddy Hill, you still have to pay him $22 million a year. That's the issue you run up against is he is a good player. He sometimes can get streaky. But really, do you have him starting in your, you know, as one of your starters next to maybe a Dylan Brooks? Like, that doesn't make sense with those two. One of them two have to come off the bench. As long as Dylan Brooks is on this team, you can't have Buddy Hill. I'm sorry, you just can't. Because they pretty much are so streaky, and they are black holes when they have the basketball. Great so, trade, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm not opposed I'm to not trading Dylan Brooks black. at all. I don't see. I disagree with the black holes thing because, as I sent Ryan earlier, <laughs> where's this going? There's a chart okay. by Kirk Goldsberry that shows shooting efficiency. For players that have shot over 2,500 shots over the last like five years, and Buddy Heald ranks pretty highly on that. Well, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not against Buddy Heald. I just don't oh, I know, know, but I'm just saying, like, you know who doesn't rank pretty highly on that? Dylan Brooks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I and, and we'll talk about that. Just saying that like Dylan Brooks and Buddy Heald are similar and that they're streaky. I just from a like. Just from like the outset, like from a like the beginning of the argument, foundational standpoint, like I disagree. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, put a pin in that. I want to bring that back. You know, and, and we have two or three more. I don't know how many we have left, but two or three. Twenty-six. We'll hit these, and then after we get done with those, I want to ask y'all a few questions before we get out of here. This is going to be a short podcast, thirty minutes, hopefully. Uh, but I want to ask you three more. And these are probably the more juicier ones, right? Mm. This is for on the bone. Yeah, little little me, little me. Uh, Pascal <laughs> Siakam. He's making Spicy 30, five to nickel. Thirty-three million a year for the next three years. So this year and the next two, you're giving up Stephen Adams, Kyle Anderson, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark, a first-round pick, all three of them. What do you do, this- Ryan? This is 
this is a tough one because I really like Spicy P. I like Siakam. Um, but it does make me commit to Jaron being a five long term. <laughs> Um, and I'm playing more small ball, and do I then, in turn, become a Western version of the Raptors, which I'm not sure I actually want to be. Mm. Um, so I'm actually going to say no, okay. but too much. not too much. I think it doesn't make sense for both. Okay. I actually think the Raptors say no. Um, I'd love to see Siakam on the Grizzlies. But, and I, man, I don't want it to seem like I'm like in love with Steven Adams. Like the Grizzlies can survive without Steven Adams. Dude, you're in love. But I mean, three more years, 33 million for Siakam, like who just started to come on after having a horrible start to the season and was like Mr. Disappeared last year. I can't remember if he was injured or not. I just don't know if I want to do that. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. Cody. I don't nope. think I'm not sure if he knows. <laughs> I wouldn't do this one. Oh, okay. Deep thought. I don't I just really I was thinking about, you know, Pascal Siakam. Yeah. And just like the roller coaster he's been on the last few years. Oh, I saw where spin moves and blown layups. Yep. And then just in the future, I saw a future of a slightly more talented Tony Allen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's I spicy. I, I won't go that far. But <laughs> that's spicy. No, I just like, I, I mean, and that's harsh. That was a joke. But like, <laughs> I like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just think that's a lot to give up for um, him. Yeah, I I think I'm on the I think I'm on the same page with you all. I like Pascal Siakam a lot, but I don't think he's the type of player that really does well with somebody like you know Jaw and even Jaron. I, I just don't. I think he you know fits well with Jaron, but I don't think he really does really a good fit too much with Jaw because you need you need something different. And I don't think that Pascal can be your main shooter. I don't think he can stretch defense. And so um, if you can't stretch the defense, then why don't we just stick with what we have? And so, um, all right, a couple more, and we are out of here. So we pretty much have had one. We've had one hit, okay? So that's the Buddy Hill, <laughs> which is fine. $22 million, Which is okay. weird in yeah. retrospect. Exactly. I think that Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill's the only one that gets greenlit. Yep. All right, so this is uh, – this is going to be definitely uh, one that you're going to want to get kind of close to Patrick Williams for Jarrett Culver, Brandon Clark, and three first round picks. Give me the second one to green light all day. I want this trade. Wow. Absolutely. I want Patrick Williams. Now I am not a salary cap guy. So looking for the future on how that figures out because the on rookie salary, um, paying him, uh, yeah. But I'm talking about the second contract. Oh, yeah. Uh, is fit, mixing all that with John Triple J and is Dylan gone by then? I don't know. But 
Uh, Jarrett Culver, Brandon Clark, I'll gladly give up the three firsts for Patrick Williams. I, I'm a big believer in Patrick Williams. I know he's injured and out. I don't think it's anything severe that could be career ending. Um, but I really like Patrick Williams and I would love him on this team as like another utility player with higher upside. Yeah. All right, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I put you second. And so you would know like, Hey, I'm going to go as soon as he's done. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I just, I, I think that the dramatic pause, you know, really helps a little deadpan delivery. It gets it, it, you know, throws the people off. You don't want them to be too used to the uh, uh, I love it. I yeah, absolutely you want to love it. People on their toes. Maybe they think, maybe they think we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> but no, we're here. Uh, we're right here. No, but this wait, is real. They're on more. the edge of their seat. They're waiting on bending breath for Cody yeah. to say yes or no. Yeah, they're waiting tongue. for me to give a one-word answer whether or not I like a trade. Yeah, man. Uh, Pat Williams. Let's do it. Throw him in the 901. Put him yeah. in the Bluff City. Well, I was trying to think, and this is the one. There's just one I did, personally. I don't know if the Bulls do that, but I was looking at their team, and are they trying to strike now? You know, because they have the team that they have. I would do they so, need, yes. Do they need somebody to put in place? Because looking at their roster, it's okay. They're definitely not going to go super far because they really need somebody to put next to Vucevic that's out, out uh, outside because he is not – he's their big, but he's not really doing much for them outside of, you know, throwing up three-pointers. Uh, and, and he does rebound well. Somebody like a Brandon Clark would be really good with him. I think that'd be a good player to put in place. Somebody who will be, I think, ahead of Patrick Williams in the next two years. So you're trying to get Patrick Williams along while he might not be ready and he's missing their same window. And so that's why I thought that doing Jarek Culver, you could probably throw in somebody else in that same thing. Um, and you would probably make that work. But no matter who you're throwing in, as long as it's not Zaire, I think I'm okay with there um, yeah. to make it work. All right. The last one, uh, one we, uh, another one we kind of looked around and found, and everybody's been on the Jalen Brown train trying to get him to Memphis. We know it's probably not going to happen, but we had to give you something. Jalen Brown, and then you give up Steven Adams, Kyle Anderson, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark. So four rotational players right now and three first-round picks for Jalen Brown. $24.8 million. He's uh, this year and then two more years after this under contract. Jalen Brown. I would do it. Yeah. Um, I really like Jalen Brown. I know he's kind of been up and down. I would be interested to not up and down, but that Celtics team is up and down. There's not really on that team that is a leader. And now I'm going to pair him with Ja, who is seems to be the ultimate leader um, at a very young age. Could it potentially clash? Sure. Jalen Brown is a very smart, outspoken guy. Uh, So he could have his own ideas thinking it's his team. And he's already done, he's already played Robin to quote unquote Jason Tatum's Batman. Uh, so he's used to that role. I would assume he'd want to be Batman. But for it's a lot of players and a lot of picks, but I would still do it for Jalen Brown. Uh, I just think the quality of the players just not something Grizzlies get a chance at uh, very often. So I would pull the trigger on this. 
All right. And Mr. Dramatic. No. Calls. <laughs> hey, we have a disagreement. No, I'm not doing this one. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why. Tell me. It's like, I've watched those Celtics teams. You guys have watched those Celtics teams. You know that him and Jason, Bra- Jason, Jason Brown, him and Jason <laughs> Tatum just look at each other and pass the ball back and forth to each other. Is it your turn? Is it my turn? Whose turn is it? And then now you're going to put him on the, on the, Grizzlies, he's going to have to, like, work himself into, like, not playing, like, isolation basketball. He's going to have to figure out how to be part of, you know, let Jaw cook and be the guy. No, nah, he wants to be his own guy. Let him go to Houston. Mm. Oh, okay. I like that. Mm, I like that. All right. Anybody have anything else on the trades before we get into – okay. Um, I'm seeing I'm seeing a bunch of shaking heads. No. Nah. so. Last thing I have, and something we kind of brought up uh, the last podcast with Sean with Sean Coleman, uh, we talked a lot about Dylan Brooks and kind of his fit on this team. Do you potentially move on from him in the offseason because he's a player that fits, but also he's a player that's kind of sporadic? He's really your defender now. Can you move on from him and consolidate through Dylan Brooks? Would that be your – your numero uno player to trade off of that still is good, but we would also bring back something, you know, of substance. I mean, I don't know what the market would be for him. Like, I I don't know what you could possibly get in return. That feels fair value for Dylan. Uh, But I think there's also propensity for us to overvalue Dylan. Yeah, for what he did, you know, in the playoffs against the Jazz, and I would trade Dylan. I have no problems trading Dylan. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's one of our best defenders on the team. Contrary to what most people, I think he just p- tries to play bully ball and intimidate people, which isn't defense. Um, I would trade him. I just don't know what is out there for potential. On what you could get back that would make sense. Kelly Oubre? Kelly Oubre? <laughs> no, thank you. No, I'm good on that. I'll pass. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I prefer you guys, someone you guys get who, what I was referencing. I would, no, yeah, I the, didn't. the Brooks, the Brooks for oh, Oubre. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Wrong Brooks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so but if I was, would, but they could have gotten him for the right Brooks, which we're talking about now. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want Ubre. If I could get a guy who is a good team defender, doesn't have to be just a great individual one-on-one defender, but a good team defender and a guy who's more consistent from the floor and doesn't require the ball and doesn't feel like he has to create, then I I would probably do it. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know who that player is. Wait, and I'm not sa- I'm not a I'm not a- <laughs> I'm not a salary cap guy, so I don't know numbers and stuff off the top of my head and links of contract and all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm just not sure who that player is. But I would be very open to trading Dylan if the right deal came along. Absolutely. Cody, you think Dylan I, is the guy that, that eventually gets moved? Or do you think that just a combination, they just eventually just pieces off here and there? I think – I mean, I definitely think he's probably in the conversation. But then, like, I also think about, like, just, like, like Ryan says, how we kind of like overvalue things. And like, I do think like, you know, at, at, in some ways, like uh, 
he, I mean, like, I don't know. He's like, he's a pretty scrappy player. He kind of isn't afraid of anything and stuff like that. And I think that like kind of like goes into the Grizzlies identity kind of a lot. Um, so, I mean, like, he's not like, he's not like Tony Allen level beloved, but like, yeah. Is that going to be like, would that be like something that's like unpopular within like your own like market and stuff like that? And like, is that really worth like, what are you going to get for him? Like we were just saying, like, yeah. and is none of us were able to like give a specific name. So yeah. if you can't really come up with anything that you want for him, like, why move off of him? Like, like, we just listed 10 other things that didn't involve Dylan Brooks. <laughs> and like, the only one he was involved was Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, he was involved in one of them, and that guy like hasn't played basketball in like seven months. So <laughs> yeah, I, I do I, think to add on to what Cody said about being, I think he makes an interesting point about would it be popular. I think the Grizzlies are in, especially at this new front office, and they're younger, young coach, young franchise star. Um, it's a pretty young locker room. Is I think there's a danger that they could be fearful of making moves to consolidate because they do all seem to really like each other. Yeah. And that's the one thing I don't want to happen is there's a better move out there or a potential Jaws house. <laughs> or there there is a potential better move out there for long term because this the goal of this team still is long term. Yeah. Um and I don't want them to not do it because of what reaction from fans and locker room might be. Yeah. Um, and I get that. Like it's a very sensitive, the, the NBA locker room is probably one of the more sensitive things in sports nowadays, because you can turn an all-star or your franchise player off like that. Um, just ask Zion Williamson. Yeah. Um, like ask James Harden, ask Damian Lillard, like, all these guys can be turned off immediately. So I get that you wouldn't want to do something to potentially turn jaw triple J away from you. But I also would not be afraid to make moves because of that. If that makes sense. Like I don't want them not making moves out of the fear of that. Yeah. I don't know. No, I I agree with that. And And I think that is something you have to look at because the team chemistry is really what, you know, is driving this team. And they're all young, so they're you know, you know they're, they're impressionable to the fact that if you make a trade they don't like, that might turn some of them off, and then your chemistry is gone. Uh, two questions, um, and then we'll be out of here. I told you it's going to be short. We went a little bit longer than Just thirty minutes. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so two things: who are your untouchables on the Grizzlies team? No matter what, and I know you're not. Nobody's throwing a superstar at the Grizzlies, honestly. So who are your untouchables? Unless it's you know obviously Kawhi Leonard, they're often your Kawhi Leonard, which is not going to happen. So who are your untouchables? Uh, I think there's only three untouchables, and I could probably be talked off the third one, but I think it's Ja Triple J and Bane. Okay. Um, I think those are the three untouchable players, and the one I think that you could talk me off of is Bane. Um, but I would for sure job Triple J for me, and I'll just throw Bane in there as well. Okay, Cody. Um, it's John Triple J. No Bane, no Bane at all. 
I mean, like Bane would be a third one, but like, I mean, you asked for two, so I'm trying to follow the rules of the exercise. I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last, very, very last question. Give me your predictions. Ryan, do you think that the Grizzlies make a trade at all, a significant trade, or is it just like, hey, if, get what you can for like a Jared Culver? Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's a significant trade. I don't think they're going to try to mess anything up. I think the only thing that is done potentially is for um, a very positional expiring vet. Like I gave an example is Robin Lopez. Like it's a very specific position and I think it would be post or center as okay. a, just, just a pure backup plan. Someone with length, just in case. I was just saying the real untouchables are untouchables are D'Anthony Melton and Stephen. <laughs> <Adam>. <laughs> uh, that's uh that that's the only thing I could see the Grizzlies doing. Besides that, I wouldn't want them to do anything yeah. else. I agree, Cody. Is there anything you see this team doing at the trade deadline? I kind of feel like you know, kind of like what Ryan was saying. The front office is like young and stuff like that, and I kind of feel like the last thing they have to do, other than like win a title as far as like moves during like the season and stuff that you make is like a splashy trade deadline move. But I don't think they're going to make it this year. Oh yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, the, the really you're looking at those three first round picks and whenever you see the Lakers do what they're going to do, that can become more important. I don't think you're ever going to go the, the direction of, them being higher than a certain level right now. I, I think that you're, I think it's understood that they're going to have a pick in the twenties, the Lakers will. And so you then have three first round picks in the twenties. And if for some reason, I have a pick in the twenties, huh? Are the, they going to be in the twenties? Well, the, well, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have the Lakers. Yeah. With Lakers, Grizzlies and Utah, I think there's going to be three first, three first round picks in the twenties. I think that, and everybody else thinks that the Lakers will figure it out and they'll get to the point where they're going to end up in the twenties in the draft. So at that point, if you already think that, and the rest of the NBA world thinks that, so you don't gain anything until the season ends. And I think when the season ends, you figure out did LA actually, you know, just fumble the bag and they're just not as good as they were going to be. And now you have a 17, 18 pick that's different. Uh, but right now, I don't think there's anything to gain with moving off those picks. So um, that's all we have, guys. I, I appreciate it. I thank you. I know we wanted to try to hit on as many trades as possible, just to kind of have fun with it. Uh, I'll have another episode that comes out Wednesday. Uh, it'll be after the Clippers game on Tuesday. So you'll have me on Wednesday, and we'll kind of go down any trades that's kind of happening, any rumors we're hearing, uh, and we'll see if we can kind of just hit on a few of those. Uh, that way we can kind of hit on the, the most recent news. But uh, any one of y'all have anything before we get out of here? No, man. Glad to be right. back on. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you're following Grizz Lead at Grizz underscore lead. The Ryan, uh, Ryan will be on here with us much more. And we'll also have some interviews coming up. They're lining up as we speak. And when they're coming, you're going to love them. I have a sneaky good one. Ryan doesn't like it, but I have a sneaky good one. It's coming. You'll be ready. All right. <laughs> be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>